Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Paul Maurice, the longtime coach of the Winnipeg Jets, is finalizing a three-year deal to be the head coach of the NHL's Florida Panthers. And I feel like we could spend two hours on that. And that kind of came out of nowhere. It leaves Barry Trotz going to the Winnipeg Jets, obviously. And that's another topic for another time. But this is, I talked to Panthers fans this morning, those that know, and they say, this thing looks like a really good hire for the Florida Panthers. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the USA. Welcome to the RP Show, Hour 2. This one is, we're coming in hot, okay, here into Hour 2. Bear with us. Look who we have back on the stage. Darren Moose DuPont, the entrepreneur, owner, and uh, founder of this program. Hey, Moose? Yeah. (laughs) I got, listen, there's a reason Moose is here. Matt Kellett. The veteran kicker. And I would run down his resume, but the last time he was on the show, Matt Kellett, the veteran CFL kicker, we realized that Wikipedia was completely wrong. They had the wrong years, the wrong teams, the wrong everything. Yeah. So I'll have Matt Kellett explain it all himself. But he runs three gym studios here in Calgary, Orange Theory Fitness. And according to producer Clark, uh, he's caught in traffic on his way here. And listen, I didn't just throw you on here because I don't, can't do it on my own. I can do it on my own. But yet, off the start of the show, we talked about uh, Paul Maurice getting hired as coach of the Florida Panthers. And trust me, viewers, this is where we really turn it over to the viewers here in hour two. And we'll get to the CFL Week 3 kicking off tonight in all the games, but more so with Kellett. You talked to the Florida Panthers. This is, this is my point. They had their news conference this morning at yeah. FLA Live Arena with Paul Maurice as the new head coach. I want to interject a little bit of what I'm hearing from Panthers fans and the media. Yesterday, I said the people that I talked to my close friends down there were excited about Pomo coming to South Florida. But then I've got articles sent to me. I'm seeing social media. They're not as into Paul Maurice as you would think they should be. And you know why? What's he won? He hasn't won anything. That's what they say. And they talk about <laughs> right. all these, all these uh, you know, teams he's been on and the, and the success he's had and all the wins he's had. Almost 1,000 wins, right? He's getting closer. Um, only gotten past the third round twice. Only done... You know, been in the playoffs this many years, right? Not a lot of years. So we're starting to see that negativity come out. Yeah. And, and they're one, you know, what has he won? Why are we continuing to recycle head coaches in the National Hockey League, which seems to be worse than any other league for that? So, yeah, it seemed positive at the time, and now it's turned to negative town. Well, and that's why these teams need, in my mind, a really good PR department, even in the broadcast realm a salesman, a pitch man, to ignite your fan base into why this is a great hire. Because to be honest with you, they don't really know. They don't. And it, that's kind of an American thing, not a South Florida thing. I said last hour, Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. It's America. What did he win? I don't see any Stanley Cups on his resume. That's what they're saying. Well, that's what they say about the guy until he's won yeah. or she as sports has become, because I say this, friend of mine coached in Chicago, I'm not going to name him the Blackhawks, but he told me 
No team will ever win with Ed Belfour as their goalie. I'm like, oh, okay, well, he said it, so it must be true. And then when the Stars acquired Eddie Belfour in the 90s, I'm like, oh, dang, that was my team in the 90s because my dad was working for him. But my buddy said they're never going to win with Ed Belfour. No team with Ed Belfour is ever going to win. Well, lo and behold, what happened in 1999? Moose won the cup. So I guess it might not just be Florida Panthers fans that are on Paul Maurice's butt. Maybe the devil at night in the back of his head when he lays down at night says you've never won. I know. And you know, maybe it's bothering him, too. Talk about, they say that around, you know, I've heard the narrative around well, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Heard it around Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and William Nylander that, you know, these guys aren't winners. Steve Eiserman is considered a winner and one of the greatest leaders of all time. He didn't win a Stanley Cup till his 30s. He didn't win one in his 20s, right? It takes time, right? And sometimes you can be a good player or a good coach or a good manager and have lots of success and not win the ultimate prize. But Pomo hasn't got over that hump yet to win a cup or, to, you know. Well, you can easily see why he wants the job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very easily see why he would want it because he wants to win that Stanley Cup. But from the Florida Panthers perspective and I, I had the news release uh, sent to me Bill Zito their general manager basically saying after an exhausting analytic search we've settled on Paul Maurice the thing is Barry Trotz can sleep at night because he's won that Stanley Cup and I think we would all agree that he is the most coveted free agent head coach out there Trotzy but uh, basically my point was the Panthers wanted us at the news conference today yeah I wonder how many people would be there I really wonder. Yeah, I wonder too. I'm not really sure. I mean, you're not in football season yet. No. The basketball team's done. You're only competing with the Marlins right now. And that's not really competing. So maybe they would have a full house. So we'll see if Paul Maurice uh, ends up coming on this show or not. But I just I thought it was a kick. That Darren was doing the dealings with the Panthers. And they're like, well, yeah, we can get Pomo on. But why don't you come to the news conference? We'd have had to get up real early. Yeah, from here in the Rocky Mountains to do that. But I certainly uh, appreciate it, the invite. We've been getting treated so well by NHL teams and CFL teams. Robert and Prince Albert says, Moose must have a really busy life. Travels all over the place doing this show, running his media company, and also being Jason Sudeikis' stunt double. (laughs) (laughs) It's come up again. Uh, Did it come up yesterday? Yes, it did. Where? Um, Where did it come up yesterday? In the hotel lobby. Uh, Come outside on. the elevator, yeah. And then the guys I was playing with in the golf tournament came up on about the uh, fourth hole, the golf tournament on Monday. So, Of course. That every, doesn't surprise me every at all. Day. Moose is going to a mucky muck. I don't know what it is. And what do you call it? An entrepreneur? A, yeah. a, a mixer? Yeah, it's a mixer. It's, uh, there's a little entrepreneur competition happening, so they're doing the final pitches and the judging and stuff. And I think there's a little chance to mingle afterwards and stuff. So we'll see. We're running out to the mountains this afternoon for a strategic planning sesh. But Moose says, I got to be back. I got to be back by four. I have this event. And I said, well, you didn't invite me to the event. You knew I was being, I, I was, I was pulling you'd a, want to go. I don't want to go. I was pulling a John Cooper. I was being a drama queen. And, uh, <laughs> and that's when I realized you must, you, you are not an introvert. You could walk into that thing and not know a soul, and you'd be, you know what? You'll be Bobby Big Will. You probably have your shirt unbuttoned down to here. I could just see you rolling Jerry in Jerry Buss style with the meatloaf hanging out? Yes. No. That's you. You'd be surprised. I'll probably find a seat at the back and uh, look for somebody I know, which I won't know anybody, and I'll have to do the awkward first and meet the first person, and then we'll see where it goes. See, here's the difference between you and I of the many. If I had to go to that alone... I would go into the men's room, close the door in the bathroom stall, and jump up on the toilet with my feet up so nobody could see I was there until it was over. Okay, I went. went, Took a couple selfies in front. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And you love that stuff. You're Jerry Buss. (laughs) Not quite. Not quite. (laughs) Not quite. You'll see. Um, John in Edmonton writes in. He says, I wonder if the Hockey Canada scandal will affect... I wonder if the Hockey Canada scandal will affect upcoming tournaments like the World Juniors. And um, we have not gotten into the Hockey Canada scandal, and I don't really want to get into the Hockey Canada scandal. I expected to talk CFL with Matt Kellett. Is he here yet, by the way? Can't tell from behind these lights. Here's the thing with Hockey Canada that's being tarred and feathered, because that's in vogue to do that now in today's society. 
I'm not going to relate it to the Chicago Blackhawks situation. I'll speak specifically about the Hockey Canada. I don't like, and I know you've done far more reading on this than I have, I don't like what's been thrown out at Hockey Canada because they aren't the culprits. The players are, not Hockey Canada. Did they handle it well? Probably not. Could they have handled it better? Absolutely. Who's prepared for something like this? And now you see their funding's been frozen from the government of Canada as a punishment, obviously. And I just think, I've watched the highlights of the hearings, and I just feel that those guys that are running Hockey Canada, and now the women, they're hockey people. They're not lawyers. I feel they did the best that they could. It's the players that should be punished. And the fact that they, I don't know the extent of what the dealings are with the players. But I like what Scott Smith said, you know, the top dog over there. He goes, if we had swept this under the rug, we wouldn't have been dealing with it every day for the last four years. That's not sweeping it under the rug. To be honest with you, I, am I on Hockey Canada's side? I'm on the side of the victim more than anything, but I'm not re- ready to drag them through the mud either. And that's why you settle these things outside of court with a payment and things like that. It's not, I mean, it is time, at times to shut people up. But it's not. It's, you know, do you want to go to court and fight somebody on this? How is that going to look? If I'm fighting you on an allegation, right? I want to admit that, I, that we were wrong and make sure you get compensated, right? When you, and when that happens, what else are you supposed to do, right? They don't want to, the accused or the accuser doesn't want to, you know, go to court, doesn't want to publicly make a statement, things like that. They want it to go away too, right? Um, I think this freezing of the funds from Hockey Canada comes down to... Just from, to from the government. From the government. Just ensures or is just to make sure that Hockey Canada is evolving the process. So you've learned from the mistakes. Now they're involving or evolving the process to make sure that they're you know, involved with these other organizations. I think that's more what it is to making sure that they're continuing to grow and acknowledging a need to, to do that. So I hope that it happens and I think it'll be fine. By the way... Matt Kellett is here, so we'll bring him on next segment. I see him just standing off stage left. Is that how they say it in the entertainment business? But uh, the Jason Sudeikis lookalike is here doing a great job talking about that. And I'm, I knew that it was going to come up at some point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, I didn't, you did all the reading on it. You were more prepared for it than me. <laughs> but I'm sitting here going, Scott Smith and Tom Rennie aren't the culprits here. The players are. You know, and the other thing is we work closely with Hockey Canada and we're going to be working more closely with Hockey Canada. We were just with them at the Centennial Cup. Yeah. You know, and it just, I don't like seeing people getting blasted unfairly. Troy in Toronto is watching. He says there can only be one Stanley Cup winner a year. Lots of good players and coaches never win a cup. If getting hired based on championships, there would be many candidates in the league to choose from. Oh, for sure. And by the way, would the Florida Panthers fans be more happy if they hired Mike Babcock? Because he's got a Stanley Cup on his resume, right? Right. But they didn't hire Mike Babcock, which incidentally, I think what you've heard and what I've heard is correct. And I got a new tidbit yesterday. Babcock will be back with the University of Saskatchewan this year, but in a lesser, more intense role. I don't know how much I should say. He'll still be on the bench every game, but I'm not sure he's going to be there every day. Does that make sense? Okay. Turning more of the practices over to his assistant coaches. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what I hear. But Mike Babcock back with the U of S this year. The whole idea was to evolve, right? Is for him to come in and, and you know, evolve the, uh, the team and create that succession plan. And so step one was he's in charge. Step two is he's in charge, but more responsibility to the successor, right? And then year three, he can... Let, the, let go of the reins completely. Jeff in Winnipeg says, need to do better in what happened. I'm also siding with the victims. And that is a big, we're talking about the Hockey Canada thing here. Yeah. People running off with opinions that don't know all the facts, and I don't know all the facts, and you don't know all the facts. Us watching highlights of the proceedings of the hearing on TV doesn't give us all the facts, but this is what I do know. In cases like this, with the victim, it is so incredibly hard to get the victims to come forward and I've been involved with Hockey Canada in some investigations as well they do the best that they can and a lot of times I'm sorry to say it's the legal system that lets people down 
for various reasons. For instance, I've had some victims come to me and say, why did I come forward if this case is just going to be delayed and put off and put over and put over? Why did, why did I even come forward in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm not blaming lawyers per se. I'm not blaming the government per se or the crown. These are very tricky situations. And so to just categorically blast Hockey Canada for their role in this without knowing all the facts is pretty irresponsible as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But when you got the Prime Minister talking about it, you know it's a pretty big deal. Did you see him on Sports Center the other night? I didn't see it? him talking about it, but I knew he was. And yeah, it is a big deal when, when you got the, the highest power in government. Uh, Tacona in Winnipeg says, isn't Bab's successor his son? That's right. That's what it said in the yearbook, Jim. John uh, in Edmonton goes on to say, I wonder how ticket sales will be for the World Juniors and the tournament because of this scandal. It'll be just fine. It goes back to last hour with the NFL's Washington Commanders. Are you going to stop buying tickets because the owner of the Washington football team's a loser? No, you're not. Did it stop Houston Texans fans from buying tickets to watch Deshaun Watson? even though we didn't play all of last year. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And nobody's not going to go to the World Juniors because of this. I don't think. It's not stopping us from going there. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it will. By the way, the poll question for Capital Automall Universal (laughs) Collision Center, before we go to break, is did Tampa Bay, did the Lightning get screwed over in Game 4 of the Stanley Cup? The last I saw, 70% of respondents saying, no, they didn't. I voted no. What did you vote? No. No, no, they didn't. So John Cooper's being a DQ, drama queen. And uh, Jeff that? the Stamps fan, Jeff the Stamps fan regarding the question goes, did Tampa get screwed over? Good luck getting sympathy in this city, i.e. Calgary, after the 04 Stanley Cup. So anyways, that's a capper on our hockey talk. It's all ball the rest of the way with Matt Kellett. Thanks, Moose. Thank you. We'll be right back. We're live at the Stage Bar at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination, and you're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, of course, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. That's the place to be. Great Eagle Resort and Casino are open 24 hours. It's Calgary's entertainment destination. By the way, this summer and fall, how about these shows? The Beach Boys, Nazareth with special guest The Headpins, Dancing Queen, a tribute to ABBA, Terry Fader, the winner of America's Got Talent, comedian Tracy Morgan, Bare Naked Ladies. Go to GreatEagleResortAndCasino.ca for the show schedule or to buy tickets. All right. Uh, very. Also, by the way, for Taco Time, for the love of burritos, it's buy one, get one half off today at Taco Time. Just got to throw that in there. The last time he was on, this guy, let's bring him in. Very popular guest, Matt Kellett of Orange Theory Fitness, CFL veteran. How you doing, I'm good. Matt? Yeah. Good to hear from good. you. Yeah. Good to see you. Listen, we, what we did discern the last time you were here was that your Wikipedia is way out to lunch. Well, I don't know if it's way out. Is it's it? quite a bit. It said you won a great cup. I don't know. Well, that's, that's one thing. <laughs> How many seasons in the CFL? Eight. Eight. I think it said... Check marks? No. It's at least eight, and no. it didn't have your preseason stint with Saskatchewan in there. It no. might be nine. And the teams were Ottawa, yeah. BC, yeah. Edmonton for sure, yeah. and then Sask, which... Should be yep. on there, and it's not. Montreal. Montreal. Has that got him? That's got him. Okay. Yep. And the odd thing is, you settled in Calgary, but never played for the Stampeders. Never. Tried out. That's the irony of all <laughs> ironies. Pull that mic right up, if you don't yeah, mind. Of course. Um, yeah, just give it a rip. <clears throat> I think you're strong enough. Well, don't want to wreck anything. There. No, you're good. Yeah, you're all right. right. Okay, Matt. Hey, let's get going. Let's get right into it. Week three kicks off tonight. Yes. Uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at the Montreal Alouettes. And I'm just wondering, we were at the uh, Rocky Mountain Rotary Charity Golf Classic the other day. We had a good CFL chat. Alex Coche was there. He says it's too early to make any generalizations on any teams. Who's good, who's bad? Would you agree with that? I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
it's game three, right? Some teams have played two, some players played one. Toronto's what, played one game, I think, right? Um, yeah, I think it's way too early. It's an 18-game season. It's, lots of things can change. You know, there's teams that make the Grey Cup that don't have a 500 record, right? That's true. It's the CFL. So, um, yeah, I think it's way too early. But I, I would assume you're a big NFL fan, too. I don't follow the NFL. Never have? Never have. I watch certain players. Like, I love watching Tom Brady. I would watch John Ryan. You know, those types of things. But I, You're fans I, of players, not teams. Yeah, Fair. I would never sit down and watch a full game. I just don't have the time. Well, three kids yeah. and running all these Hard. studios. But Hard. my point, Matt, is that as fans, you understand, and you're from Saskatchewan, where it's not only the biggest thing, it's the only thing. Mm-hmm. They're 2-0, and dude. They think they're going to steamroll Montreal tonight. Yeah. It's a sleeper, right? It's what they <laughs> so, call a sleeper game. Yeah, tr- some would call it a trap it. game. A trap game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, I think they, yeah, the Riders are, they played well the first two games, but they're playing a team that really should have won last week, right? Lost two games by four points. Right? Like, I mean, you lose on a 21-yard field goal, it's, and you come all the way back to win, to try to win that game, that's a tough way to lose, or you can think they're going to be hot. They're probably going to be a little bit, you know, piss and vinegar come back after the riders so you know you got to be ready for every game anybody can beat anybody well our exclusive betting partner bet regal has saskatchewan favored by 3.5 and we play a little fun game here every week called deal or no deal you take the bet and i said i'm not taking the bet because i think montreal is going to win the football game and so you're kind of taking me in the mindset of the owls which i've which i would understand they're they're mad and they have, a, they have a new quarterback tonight, by the way, and Trevor Harris as well. Mm. Vernon Adams uh, tested positive for COVID. So Trevor's going to want to put his best fo- foot forward. You spent enough time in Montreal to know this. How would an 0-2 start be going over in that town? Forget about the 2-0 riders. How about in Montreal? Yeah, I think there's been a change in Montreal. I think when, I mean, when I played, football was still very, very hot in Montreal with Don Matthews and the whole shebang right they were coming off great cup victories and so it was a different feeling i think you know not that they're in a rebuild in montreal but i think football in general in the cfl in montreal is has gone through a little bit of a dip so i i honestly can't give you a feeling on that i think that you know great sport fans are great sports fans and owen two and owen you know right that's that's gonna hurt but i also know that going into montreal from any other city is a hard road trip right I mean, it's more dis- there's more distractions in Montreal than probably anywhere else in the CFL. Um, you know, not that it's a, it's a long ways, but it is a two-hour change. Um, so most teams usually go down a little early, but when you go down a little early, you have more idle time, which then sometimes is counterproductive, right? So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I, if I was to bet on that, I would take the riders. Is that right? Yeah, I'm taking the riders. I'm a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. You, you see my mind's racing here. You're saying, but you just said it's a tough road trip to make. It is. They're the road team. It is. But they're, a be- they're the better team, right? And, I mean, typically in sports, the better team wins. I mean, yes, there's always the odd case of this, you know, the underdog making, but it's, it's week three. So is the underdog really, um, you know, I, I, that's just my gut. I'm going to go with the Riders. Guys, why have I lost Matt Kellett on my screen? Okay, uh, the moose is on it. You should have him in seconds here. The live studio. I got a face for radio. Yeah, they just took you out. Face for radio. Sorry, Matt. Well, and and by the way, let's get into it. I mean, the CFL fans are alive here watching. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, how will the Riders' offensive line play? And for the sake of our viewership, you're going to... Oh, you didn't have it plugged in? Is that the deal? Yes. Okay. For the sake of our viewership, they can hear Matt. Soon you'll be able to see him. They have a new center. Uh, Logan Bandy, formerly the Calgary Dinos, makes his CFL debut starting at center in place of Dan Clark. I know guys that have made their debuts on the offensive line for the Riders in Montreal. It's intimidating. How big of a deal is it, do you think, Matt, that they're starting a rookie center? Well, I mean, the center is the, the quarterback of the offensive line, right? He's the one who's making all the calls, as much as I know. Um, I mean, those are the guys I usually hung out with in Montreal because my best friend Scott Flory is one of, one of those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the one who's calling out plays. He's the one, you know, he's the closely connected to the quarterback. That will be a very interesting. So you should have told me that prior to me making my... Yeah. my unofficial fine, bat. but that makes that big of a difference is what you're telling it me. It does, yeah. Of course. Well, not only that, 
I mean, what I love about Calgary, and you know this because you've lived here for since what ninety? How long? Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. A long time. Um, this is a great football town. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, I'm talking to football guys all the time, and they're saying Logan Bandy going against Almondo Sewell first game. Good luck. So, as a center, you get help, right? You have two guards on either side. They'll probably chip off. They'll they'll double team. They'll do things to to help the young guy out as much as possible. But again, our Canadian talent coming from universities here in Calgary or across the country are fantastic, right? I think that we still have that mindset as Canadians that our Canadian kids are, you know, it's a, it's a way step down. I think we have proven over the last few years at least that our Canadian content in the NFL, in the CFL, is getting higher and higher and higher. And I think we have to give, you look at the quarterback in BC, who would ever would have thought he would have been the player of the month or the player of the week, right, as a Canadian quarterback in the league. So I think we have to change our mindset a little bit about our youth sports in Canada. I think we have fantastic athletes in, in all sports, but directly if we're talking football. So we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's odd, though, Matt, because we've been talking about that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And it feels like nothing really changes. And yep. in the case of Nathan Rourke, there's a difference here, though. You talk about a Canadian quarterback. He's not a U-sports athlete. No. <laughs> no. Right? No. He's an NCAA athlete. That's right. Is there a breakdown in that? Well, I mean, you're, you're just getting higher-level coaching, right? But again, a lot of our, you know, the U-sport guys, we'll just talk specifically about the U-sport guys. The U-sport guys are being taught and coached by Canadians. They're playing in Canadian schools. And they're still getting drafted in the NFL. They're still guys playing in the NFL. They're still guys being drafted, you know, top 10 in the CFL. People still have this mindset that CFL is a, a step, a way step down from you know NCAA sports. You got to remember that every guy on the CFL team came from a college somewhere in the states, yeah. right? So you know that the debate of oh Nebraska could be a CFL team, not it's a, a joke. Chance. No, it's a joke. <laughs> every know. guy in that CFL locker room has gone to either a Division One school, Division Two, maybe Division Three, but there's kids. From North Dakota State being drafted in the top, top 10 in the NFL, who would ever think North Dakota State? You're thinking Florida State. You're thinking LSU. Yeah. You're thinking all the big names, right? So you have, to, you have to look at the individual. I think you have to look at the individual. You have to look at the coaching. Um, I just think that we should be changing our mindset a little bit with our, with our Canadian athletes as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Well, the way I look at it is, Matt, we just need to... Uh as influencers, if that's what we are, promote the game and hope people yes. like what they see. That's right. right? Marketing and, is huge. Right? Oh, Mar- marketing of our league and marketing of our Especially players. when you have a great product. That's right. Right? Yeah. There is a great product. Absolutely. Now, John in Edmonton, we have a lot of Elks fans, if I may, writing in. <laughs> and John in Edmonton says, Matt, why are so many Edmonton football fans still not over the name change? You spent enough time in Edmonton to have an opinion on that, I would think. To me, it's just a name. I, honestly. Like, <laughs> what about the Eskimo way? Like, I get it. I get it, right? But we, we just have to let it go. I mean, it's the, it's the way of the world. We have to just let it go. Um, it's just a name. The logo is the same, right? The logo on the helmet. I think they've gone back to the it double d- E, haven't yes, they? they have. It doesn't look e. much different. Yeah. So, again, I mean... To me, it's just a name. Now, if I think if we change the rider's name, I think we would have a problem. <laughs> we might have a problem, but. By the way, I need to interrupt uh, from Enor watching on YouTube. And I apologize for this, but Enor says Thoughts on the Memorial Cup results so far? Two things. One, we covered it way back at the start of the show on the Quick Six Show topics. That's when we cover everything that's going on or viewer takeover. But if you've noticed, we're talking football. We've got an eight-year CFL veteran here. It's all ball pretty much the rest of the way today. But thanks for the question. There's a big game here Saturday I need to ask you about, and that is the Edmonton Elks in to take on the Calgary Stampeders. And I was listening to the radio the other day. They were talking about the um, – uh, who's the twins here? Phil Potts. Yeah, Phil Potts. Yeah. The one of them close to drawing in to the Stamps – 
rotation starters for Canadians, but they're so good. They've got such great Canadian receivers here. It's going to take a while. Yeah. These Stampeders seem to be rolling out of the gate. I want your take on the Stamps, who are 2-0. and We had really had a fight to get to 2-0. and Yeah, but again, a win is a win is a win, right? Like, I don't know, I understand why we think... Oh, we came back. Oh, they shouldn't have won the game. Well, that's why we play the games, right? Uh, we play for 60 minutes. I mean, it's, it's all the old adages. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, this, this one, this one game, and again, I apologize because I haven't really been following too, too much, but Stamps asks, those are always just heated rivalry games, right? It's like Flames and Oilers. One could be way better than the other, but when they meet, it's everything That's equalizes, <laughs> right? Everything equalizes. Emotions are different. Um, you know, that would be a, that's a tough game to call. That's a really tough game to call. Um, just from seeing highlights of the, the Riders and Elks and the Stampeders, I watched a little bit of that game, but turned it off because they were getting blown out in a classic way. They always come back and win when I turn it off. Um, yeah, that's a tough one to call. I don't know. What's your call on it? I think, well, i got to call up the odds here right now on it, which really don't mean anything. I think you said it very well. When these two teams get together, yeah. the, 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 the line doesn't matter. It's just, if history repeats itself, Matt, which it generally always does, Chris Jones came into Saskatchewan, turned over the entire roster, as you know, and lost 10 of the first 11 games. Mm-hmm. He's doing the exact same thing up there. If, if you probably haven't had time to look at the transactions, but he blew out after this past week's game. Martise Jackson, veteran returner. Justin Ref, Renfro, veteran offensive lineman. Like, he's just swapping players like crazy. And I would have thought he'd have learned in Saskatchewan. Because it did eventually turn around, but yeah. it didn't turn around fast. So yeah. my point is that here this weekend, I think Calgary's going to speedboat him. Whatever they say. That's what I think. And there's yeah. still heat on Bo. There's still heat on Bo. There's always heat on Bo. Why is there so much heat on him I don't, this time? He, the, you're asking that question? <laughs> I, saw, people. I, I saw the, I, I had to actually click the, uh, the, clip? the, the reel and watch the whole, the whole clip of what you guys talking about Bo at uh, the golf, golf tournament the other day. I thought that was quite hilarious. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think that Chris Jones, again, where did Chris learn the CFL from? Who did he learn it from? Your boy. Don. What did Don do? If Don didn't like something DOD dinner on Delta it was the it was the comment in the locker room right so dinner on Delta for a lot of those guys and he'll get guys that come in that want to play for him and his way Chris Jones will turn that place around I can almost guarantee but just it. how long but how long but that's yeah. sports right yeah. again at least you have a full season this year I wouldn't count him out I think he has a four-year contract up there, and I hope for his sake he lives to see the end of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's Calgary favored by eight and a half Saturday over the Edmonton Elks, and I think I would take that. You would take it? I yeah. think I would. We'll be back with more with Matt Kellett uh, answering your questions. That's always a lot of fun. It's a good CFL discussion today as week three kicks off tonight with Sask at Montreal. You're watching on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. The event event center is always humming. There you go. ABBA. A tribute to ABBA, Dancing Queen, coming August 13th. Bare Naked Ladies, August 20th. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster.ca or Great Eagle Resort and Casino.ca. Matt Kellett's with us. Eight seasons in the CFL, Ottawa, BC, Edmonton, Sask, and Montreal. I had to throw the riders in there, Matt. You understand? Of course. I know you don't have a problem with that. No. Um, voted the game of the week in the CFL by you viewers this Friday night. Hamilton at Winnipeg. The Bombers are favored by four and a half in that one. And the one game we haven't talked about is Toronto at BC Saturday night, where it's all $5 concessions for Lions fans, and the Lions are favored by five. Is it too easy for me, Matt? Like, I, want to, so I just want to ask you the kicking questions. Mm. Is that a disservice to you? No. You can talk about everything? Ah. You'd prefer to talk about everything? I don't mind talking about everything. Okay, good. Good. But I'm going to ask you kicking questions. Sure. Anyways, the miss with 11 seconds to go yeah. in the Argo game in Montreal. You said they, what did you say, Toronto uh, shouldn't be 1-0? Was it you that said that? Well, again, I think that 
you you play the game, right? So yeah, they should have won it. They won okay. it. Uh, what happens on a 21-yard field goal? Like, we had Jeff Reinbold on on Friday. Yeah. He goes, he just chunked it. There was nothing to talk about misalignment, mishandled snap. It's funny he said that because when I watched, I watched him line up and I thought, eh, close to left post. And if, you know, if you turn your hips the wrong way, you're going to mess. And so it was interesting because it's interesting that Jeff said that because when I watched him line up, I was going uh, left, left, and thinking miss and but you sure would enough. know based on what? It's, it's you're trying to direct a ball as opposed because he was four for four going into that. Four for four, right? And, and long range. Sometimes the short ones are a little bit like I know myself. Early in my career, my short ones were way harder than my long ones because the long ones, you just hit. You just hit them. You have to hit them hard. <laughs> but the, until you get into a mindset of actually being able to trust your stroke and very similar to golf and, you know, putting and all that kind of stuff, you start to aim as opposed to just hit the ball. And you could kind of tell his cadence was a little bit different than his other ones. Uh, and like I said, when, when I watched him line up, it looked like he was still a little bit square and not angled off to right post where most of us would aim for. That's why I love having the players on because of analysis like that. Now, Enor, who asked about the Memorial Cup, has changed his tune and wants to talk football now. Says, Matt, how has the game changed in the last 15 years or so, and do you agree with these changes? What was your last season? 2006. Yeah, so almost Long right time ago. 15, 16 yeah. years. So what's changed in yeah. that time? I think, I mean, again, I don't even, I haven't, been dialed into the CFL a lot yet. Um, I typically, as the fall goes on, that's when I start to watch. Um, but I think the, correct me if I'm wrong, hash marks are... Eight yards narrower. Yeah. So for me, for me as a kicker, and I'll just talk to the as about kickers, is that now most kicks are essentially straight. Essentially they're straight, right? Like it makes things, it should make things easier. That part, but then again, you've got the the extra points way back further than when I played, right? It was still the the seventeen yard, and you know, the it's nonsense, right? <laughs> so that was a really good rule change because it does it, it puts emphasis on that extra point. And now, what's the extra point? The extra points thirty ish yards, thirty two, thirty two yards. Yeah. It's not a gimme, obviously, as we see. Players don't go out to make mistakes, right? That's the one thing. Like this guy that, and part of me, I don't remember his name, the kicker, Cote, I think his name was. Um, yeah, I did, David Cote. Yeah, he doesn't go out to purposely miss that. He's not being malicious. Human, right? It's a human error. Um, Ted and Red Deer, does Matt have coaching clinics or is he involved with football kickers? You know what? I, I used to run camps when I was at U of S. Um, I know that I've been asked to help out here in the city off and on. Um, I've helped kids uh, virtually. Just dads will send tape, and then I'll just kind of critique it a little bit. So I helped a kid out from Regina uh, last or prior to COVID, so two years ago. Um, little bits here and there. I mean, that's what I love to do. I love coaching, right? Like I, I didn't have the greatest CFL career. I think my career kind of went, it was ups, ups and downs like most, but I had probably, I've known for the down more than the up. Um, but I love to coach young kids because I think that that's, you know, just watching this David Cote guy when he lined up, I just kind of knew, left, right? Well, you've known me but, a long time. People say, why are you a recovery coach? Well, don't do what I did. That makes some of us the best yeah, coaches. Right? You know what I mean? It's yeah. crazy that way. But it's funny you talk about the distance. Paul McCallum, hats off, going into the Hall right. of Fame. Congratulations. Yeah. He said that those uprights from 45 yards out look like a postage stamp. Mm. Right? I don't think people yeah. understand that. No. Yeah. And that was one of the things where I, when I started to talk to a sports psychologist, he would actually, he asked me about my pre-kick routine. And I was like, well, I just don't have one. Just go out and kick. Because I was just relying on my natural ability from junior and from university days. And what he told me to do was come in from way further than where the placement was going to be and start to walk towards the uprights. And so visually, the uprights would get larger. So in your mind, they, <laughs> are, get, they are getting larger. And so that's the part of the game where I wish, you know, 15 years ago, I wish, wish I would have had the sports psychologist prior to my junior days, right? Because it's, 
you're relying on physical ability, but it's like, again, it's like golf. There's so much mental part to it. We all have the physical abilities. There's a reason why you're in the league, but it's the great players are the ones that have the great mind as well, the great psychology part of their game uh, down pat. And so that's why even now when I coach my little kids in hockey, it's, it's mindset, mindset, mindset. Trust the process. Don't worry about result. You know, all those types of things. Um, because it, those are the things that will take you on further in life. So the viewer asked what's changed in the last yeah. 15 years. On the field, not a lot. Some, some tweaking, but off the field a ton. Sports yeah. psychologist yeah. is a great example yeah. of that. And then also the training. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's very sports specific, position specific. I mean, it was starting to come in, uh, you know, maybe late into my junior years and the late mid 90s, I guess. Um, when I got to U of S, yeah, we worked out, but we didn't, we didn't have the workout. Like our gym at U of S got condemned. <laughs> we could move to a local gym in a basement and the athletes either went or they didn't go. We didn't have programs set out for us. We didn't have a weight room like the U of S does now. Um, so things evolve and it's, it, it's a good thing. I mean, you're only going to get better athletes. For sure. But, and I don't know specifically who your head coaches were. I'd have to go look it up. You talked a lot about Dawn yeah. uh, today and the last time and, or specifically who your position coaches were, but the ones I've been around, I don't want to name Cal Murphy being one that we had in Saskatchewan. People mm-hmm. forget that. He yeah. was there when you were there. That's right. And uh, I won't go into the special teams coordinators, but they were like, just get in there and kick. Yep. These guys hadn't been kickers. We had a game in BC where the game was on the line late, and he threw McCallum in there, Cal, to kick like a 65-yard field goal at the end of the game. And Paul, Paul was like, you yeah. don't have a chance, right. but especially in here. Yeah, <laughs> right? dead air. Yeah, dead air in that place. Fairbrother was place. on the offensive line. You know Benny. And yeah, yeah. We talk about it all the time. Cal literally said, get in there and kick it. And yeah. Paul's like, there, I have no chance of making this field goal, especially yeah. in here. Like, Lupa Saglia to have the career he did, yeah. ungodly when you think about it. Right? I mean, in the dead air, in the old BC, you'd look up at those flags, and it would be like a flag on the moon. They would just sit there. Right. And you, you would think inside a dome, you'd think the ball would go further. In Toronto, for sure, the ball flies in the Sky Dome. But in BC, complete opposite. Like a 50-yard field goal in BC place, you're probably equivalent to a 57-ish yard field goal anywhere else. It's amazing. And people just don't understand, right? Um, but yeah, getting to that point, I mean, you'd have coaches that would ask, can you make this? And what are you going to say? No. Right, like you have to have that good line of communication yeah. prior to a game, and that's where again I always say Don, but Don was very good at that. I mean, he was a special team coach prior to being a head coach, so he understood that part of the game and how important it was. It's actually one third of the game in the CFL, and so it's super important. And you had to, he would in warmups watch both ways. We'd have to kick both ways. He would watch. We would talk, and then he knew there was no more asking in the game. He just knew. He knew that this was your range. If it was a game winner, you gave him a little bit of a stretch. But that was it. And if it was in the range, it was in the range. If it wasn't, it wasn't. That's why he retired as the winningest coach in CFL history. Matt, it's always great when you come down. Thanks, Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's do it again. Of course, anytime. Matt Kellett, veteran CFL kicker and Orange Theory Fitness owner and operator here in Calgary. We'll be back with the Moose. One final segment of the week. uh, Viewer takeover for Taco Time. You're watching live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, okay, we're ready to rock. Thank you. Thanks, Moose. Let's bring him in. We got him. The Moose is loose. Thanks. We're just lining things up with Matt Kellett. I get it. I get it. Stuff's going down. Yeah. Uh, So this, I don't blame the viewers today, Moose. They were, we were all over the place. Okay. This is more than normal. (laughs) Yeah. And in hour two, they wanted to talk about the Memorial Cup, the Memor, and a lot of John Cooper stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But we can't. We got Matt Kellett here, eight-year CFL veteran. And the chat was so great. You were sitting down here with the live studio audience. It was awesome. Yeah. Right. So I'm, try- I'm going to get into 
what they wanted to talk about more here. Sure. Terry Livermore of Calgary writes in. He says, I watched a bit live from the Gray Eagle this morning, gents. Welcome back. Great show. Thank you, Terry. This is one of the biggest uh, live audiences we've had here so far. It's been pretty great today. Yeah, it's starting to fill up. And uh, How about that? It's good to have that instant feedback from the crowd. Uh, from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. Riders rule. It's interesting. Week three kicks off tonight. So Kellett picks the Riders to win, and then I tell him that they have a rookie center starting Logan Bandy. He's like, whoa, 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 that changes my pick. Really shows you the importance of betting and how you want all the info. You want all the info, and it's interesting for the casual football fan. So they'll just plug somebody else in there. No big deal, right? They'll plug somebody else in there, some other big guy in the middle. As long as he can snap the ball, Riders will be fine. He's not throwing the ball, catching the ball, running the ball. But the football guys know how crucial that is to the outcome of the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cynthia's watching in Pittsburgh. She writes in. She says, I am thoroughly enjoying this talk with Matt. He is quite an inspirational person. He absolutely is. Uh, from JT on YouTube, Matt Kellett, an awesome interview. Very insightful. And it's... Uh, it's interesting, man. I mean, you were down here, but we had a sponsor here, right? I don't yes. know if you heard him say with the Argos game last week when the kicker missed from Montreal. Matt said he's watching it live going, he's not lined up, right? How many people would know that? Not many. Very few. Yeah. It's a catch that most CFL fans, the casual no. observers, they're not going to make that. They're not going to spot that on the field. But That's why it's it. so... I believe, I mean, I love those shows like The Reporters, and we talk about PTI all the time, yeah. and I like that show. But it's a couple of reporters that have never been on the field of battle. And for me, I never played football, and uh, just enough hockey to be dangerous. But those guys, those reporters aren't going to pick up what Matt picked up, or Troy Aikman, Aik, uh, doing color on Fox. He was interviewing Tom Brady, and he goes, no. Tom, I noticed that you're lining up on the center's left leg out of shotgun. Why are you doing that? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, would you have noticed that? Right. No. 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 <laughs> we would never. That's why I think you've got to have players in the booth. And that's why I think you've got to have enough players on shows like this. Yeah. To, rather than just have some guys sitting around that don't know what they're talking about. And frankly, that drives me nuts because you see that. It's probably happening more than ever. People that don't know what they're talking about that are on the air. In sports. No, it I is. I don't watch a lot of news. For sure it is. Of course it's happening, you know, like crazy. Um, and, you know, guys and girls who play just a little bit of sports, who don't, you know, didn't play long enough or at the pro level to really know. It's tough, but it, it's good to have both perspectives, but it's definitely important to have the players who were there. You can see that I'm getting revved. We need another hour, Moose, because... Enor writes in and says, a great interview, Rod. Interesting to get some insight on the importance of mindset in sports from Matt. The importance of it, it's everything. When we used to laugh and say half the game is 90% mental, I think it was Yogi Berra said that. It's all. Your boy Jerry Buss. Yeah. The guy that believed he could run a mile in four minutes, <laughs> sub four minutes, because he thought that he could. It's everything. It's life. Is everything. Everything's right here. It's Leighton Burnin. Sorry. It's, it's Tom Cruise, man. Said he was going to do the lap in three minutes. He set the timer to two minutes and 15 seconds. It wasn't Tom Cruise. It was Maverick. Uh, sorry. Paul Leighton Mitchell. Burton writes in, says, can you explain why the lightning goal was allowed when the goalie lost his mask? Over to you, because you were on it. Yeah, it's not. The, want, yeah. the rule's not to blow it dead, unfortunately. So the play continues. Uh, they weren't supposed to blow it dead. They didn't, and the puck's in the net. That's simple. Yeah, it is simple. It's unfortunate, but that's more of a minor hockey thing that the whistle blows as soon as the goaltender uh, loses their mask, but not in the NHL. Wild. Robert and Prince Albert says social media has made everyone an expert now. That's why we are seeing more athletes on panels. Is it? I'm not sure I agree with that. Andrew Stout, Quebecer watching, says, should be a great party and atmosphere at the Owls versus Riders game, but I think that people in Montreal are more interested in the upcoming NHL draft, not the Owls game. Montreal's a hockey city. Yeah, their loss. Last minute of play in the RP show. 
Well, the thing is, I'm, I just want to be a fan. I want to sit and watch the game on TV like what I did with you. Yeah. Or Saturday, we go to McMahon and watch. I don't want to analyze. You know, when he's, that's what we have refs for. <laughs> and that's what we have coaches for. For the, for the viewers that are like, What's, what concerns you about the Bombers and the Riders, even though they're unbeaten? Nothing. They haven't lost yet. I'm not a coach. Not a referee. And the thing is, when you leave it in the ref's hands, this is what I don't like. They will manipulate the rules, the reading of it, in my opinion, to cover their own ass. That's what I think. They have and we to would probably all the rules. Do, yeah. We'd probably all do the same thing Yeah, if we were them. That's going to be fun. Tomorrow, Football Friday, Mike Abelmeshrick and Jeff Reinbold. See you in the mountains, Moose. You bet. See you noon Eastern here on Game Plus TV. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.